Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Q on Q. Well, it is so good to be back with you all. It has been several months since we have new material released, several months of pretty busy stuff going on. Um, we saw the end of marching band season and the fall play. Our son was in It's a Wonderful Life this year. It was awesome. Um, our daughter excelled in another semester of college. Thanksgiving and Christmas and now New Year's have come and gone. And here we are in 2023. A few weeks ago, we rolled the calendar over to a new year. And seeing January 1st on the calendar is usually synonymous with a couple things. Pork at midnight, which is delicious in our house. New beginnings and New Year's resolutions. Come on, let's be honest. How many of you out there made one or several resolutions for the new year? Okay, now how many of you have already broken them? In articles published over the last few years, health-related resolutions ranked number one, with financial ones a close second. A study by the University of Scranton indicated that as little as 8% of respondents said they actually stick with their New Year's goal by the end of the year. 80% of those people actually give up their resolutions altogether, most in the first month of the year. So what causes us to fail at resolutions when we have so much intensity and focus on them at the start of the year? Well, there's probably a few things. First, changing ingrained habits is no easy task. So before diving headfirst into New Year's resolutions and goals, we need to take a step back. Oftentimes, we seek change because we're unhappy with some situation or circumstance. But what causes us to be in that situation or circumstance, and what can we do to change it? I think we actually overthink what New Year's resolutions can be and how they might impact our lives. Oftentimes, the things we want or need to change have common bonds. Often, one or two things we do are creating ripple effects on many things we do. For example... Stress could also cause us to overeat, be angry with our family and friends, and be disappointed in ourselves. The question is, how can we move beyond the cycle of continued resolution disappointments, instead get to the root of what we really need to change? If you've been listening for the past few years, you'll know that several years ago, I was introduced to a concept of selecting just one word as my focus for the new year. The premise is pretty simple. Lose the long list of changes that you want to make at New Year's, and instead, just pick one word. Well, why pick one word? This process provides clarity by taking all of your big plans for changing your life and really narrowing them down into a single focus. My words for the past five years have been life-changing in those seasons. My words have been purpose, create, trust, genuine, and last year, in 2022, my word was process. For 2023, my word actually came really early, like November early. You see, as 2022 progressed, I allowed myself to not rush to conclusions and not see the end before the beginning, but instead, I allowed the process to work itself out in many situations. And I can't tell you how eye-opening that has been for me. I found that um, you know, as I'm sure many of you have, there are times when God puts something on our heart, a dream, a goal, or whatever, and it comes pretty quickly. But other times, and this seems to be the majority, something gets laid on my heart and I'm called to wait. I found that during those times of waiting, God prepares us for his promise. During the waiting, we learn things. 
We grow in character, in faith, and our ability to do what we feel called to do all by following the process. And in this new year, my new word comes out of that following of the process. And that word is opportunity. You see, God presents us with opportunities, but we often let them slip by because we're not wise enough to see them for what they are. Or perhaps we're afraid to explore where the opportunity may take us because we're comfortable with where we are and what we know. Or perhaps we're not willing to wait through the process of seeing them come to fruition. God gives us opportunities to share our faith, to live out our calling, to interact with others. But how do we know what to look for when those opportunities aren't obvious to us? I'm learning that a lot of times when I open a door and see a challenge that I wish didn't come, it's actually the opportunity for God to teach me to trust Him. Here's the facts. Opportunity is all around us. When you look for it, you're always going to find there is no shortage of things to do, no shortage of places to go or people to interact with. In the case of what's available to you, your perception really creates your reality. If you see opportunities as a bother, or even worse, as a scarcity, your mind starts traveling on a path very different from one where you see and seize opportunities. Let me ask you a question. What is your vision of a great life? Have you ever dreamed about things? Have you ever daydreamed about things that you think will bring you happiness even for a particular moment? Sometimes we think people will bring us happiness. A lot of us think staying busy or dwelling on work will bring us happiness. Sometimes we think exercise will bring us happiness. Appropriate, since we just had New Year's. What about money? Do you ever think more money will bring you happiness? The list goes on and on. They're all things that can be good things, but how many of us allow those things to be first, or to take the place of God in our lives. And here's where I'll connect this to today's topic. How many of us bypass opportunities because we don't see the happiness in them? I know that perfect job is out there for me, but I'm not taking this opportunity. I'm comfortable where I am. Or maybe it's, I don't know, I've been working here for 15 years. It's too hard to do something else at this point. It always seems to be a hesitation caused by three little letters, B-U-T. Well, I know that there's an opportunity, but if the good life is about material prosperity and personal pleasure, then a lot of people today are living the good life. They've got that happiness. At least that's the vision most people want to believe. We're enticed by our own desires to believe that more money, more things, more experiences, more pleasure, all that will bring us happiness. And in turn, I guess you could say that those people believe they've seized every opportunity to be happy, if that's how you look at it. But for people of faith, or people who don't look at those things as their source of happiness, you can see it very differently. How many of you have ever heard the phrase, opportunity doesn't knock twice? Do we make the best out of the opportunities that pass our path? I think of it this way. I'm sure you all have a friend that has an unmistakable knock. You know, they come to your door, knock a certain way, and you just know who it is. Well, when you live your life close to God, the first knock may seem different. But as you walk in faith, it becomes easier to distinguish 
between God's knocking and someone else's. So when opportunity comes knocking, how do you respond? For the longest time, I've just lived with the comfortable. I've gone through the motions. I've had dreams, but I've put those aside for the comfortable, day-to-day, paycheck-to-paycheck notion that I just had to get by. In reality, for years, God has been working on me with opportunities, talents and gifts he's given me and called me to use and opportunities in which to use them. And I ignored, I resisted, I pretended they weren't there, and then for years, the flow of inspiration stopped. But I've gone after those opportunities. I've sought the new, and I've been able to balance it with the comfortable. So what got me to the point where I am today? Well, by no means do I think I figured it completely out, and by no means am I completely where I need to be in the end. But how have I been able to recognize God-breathed opportunities when they knock? Started by me realizing why I was where I was. You see, it was the comfortable. I found myself still doing the same routines and still paying the same bills and saying and doing the same things. How was anything going to change? How would I be able to recognize and go after new opportunities if nothing was ever different? Businessman and author Max Dupree once said, We cannot become what we want to be by remaining what we are. You've got to know why you are where you are. Is it the desire to be comfortable in your surroundings and in the things you do on a daily basis? Or maybe is it fear of the unknown? How many of us make excuses regarding this topic? In reality, excuses really imply the inability to break through barriers in life. You know, So sadly, many of our limitations in life are not really something that we seem to want to make changes for. Many of our limitations, regardless of why you are where you are, seem to be things that we want to make excuses for. Oh, I can't take this new thing because. There's that but word coming back again. You know, regardless of why you are where you are, being dedicated in your faith, walk, and prayer leads us to find really new fire in our bones. So that word but gets that, you know, big red circle with a line through it. So then when it comes to making the most out of every opportunity you get, you're going to know what to go after and have a fire and a desire to do so. The fact is, oftentimes it involves letting go of what's holding us back. If we don't face our fears, they're going to grow and have a hold on us. We don't face what we think we can't do. They'll seem larger than they really are. How many of you are happy in your current situation? Many of us are. But how many of us have been looking for a new opportunity, but it just doesn't seem like it's there? We have to realize that new opportunities aren't always new jobs or new places to live. could be a new person to connect with. It could be a training course for you to take for something God is preparing you for. might be a mending of a broken relationship. If any of you out there are Star Trek fans, then you know the tagline for the series. The Starship Enterprise was going where no man had ever gone before. Boldly going where no man had ever gone before. I've also heard it said sometimes that 
we build airplanes in the sky. You know, we're kind of moving forward without really having that instruction manual to follow. I spoke in a previous episode about looking forward and not backward. If you want to make the most out of every opportunity that comes your way, then we need to stop staying focused on the rearview mirror. We need to stop dwelling on what could have been. We need to stop reading word for word the instruction manual that we think we're supposed to be following and instead focus on the word of God and where he is taking us. And it can be scary sometimes. Sometimes our human side tells us, no, we can't go forward because we don't know what's going to lie ahead. So where's your focus? God can't do something new as long as you're staying where you are. God can't force you to move if you're not willing to move. The quote that's always stuck with me is this. A ship in a harbor is safe, but that's not what a ship is built for. Ephesians 5.14 spells out our responsibilities when it comes to our opportunities. And I love the message translation, which says this, and I'm going to read a few verses before and a few verses after also. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the sham they are. It's a scandal when people waste their lives on things they must do in the darkness where no one will see. Rip the cover off those frauds and see how attractive they look in the light of Christ. And here's the key verse here. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. I think it's pretty obvious from this scripture that God does not want us coasting through life just waiting for the end to come. He wants us to use the talents he has given us to multiply their scope and reach. He wants us to make the most of every chance we get. So here's the question for today. How do we make the most of every chance we get? How do we seize opportunity? Well, I'm going to be back on this topic next time, and I'm going to leave it hanging right there. Because I want us to take some time in the next week before the next episode and think about opportunities that have presented themselves to you. Think about what God has placed in front of you and think about where you are in your walk and how you look for and listen for and recognize those opportunities. And think about the things that maybe hold you back from recognizing them and moving forward. Next time, I'm going to continue on this topic, but with a focus on habits. Specifically, I want to talk about how we can move away from doing what we've always done to help us dive into the opportunities that we've always dreamed of and God has placed in front of us. I'm excited about the next few series and I'm thrilled that you've joined us. Don't forget, if you're not following us on social media, give us a follow on Facebook or Instagram. It's at Q on Q. Spelling it out, it's at Q-O-N-Q-U-E-U-E. You'll get podcast updates, inspirational photos and videos, and info about upcoming releases. Again, that's at Q on Q on Facebook and Instagram. Well, as always, I really do appreciate you tuning in this week. 
and we will see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.